ABC's a Greek. Oh, the ABC's a Greek. The ABC's a Greek. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the ABCs of Greek. I'm Thomas. I'm Erin. And I'm Jacqueline. And this is a podcast where we recap the ABC Family original series, Greek, episode by episode. Like we always do, I wanted to shout out another one of our five-star reviewers on Apple Podcasts, JerseyGirl513. Thank you so much for your review. Guys, these mean so much to us. Seriously, we love them. Keep leaving them and keep sharing, rating, reviewing, subscribing. We really appreciate it. So today we'll be recapping season one, episode 18, Mr. Perfect. <laughs> and the original... <laughs> there you go. Thank you. Put your tongue into it. <laughs> the original air date was May 12, 2008. And the IMDb summary is the sisters of the Zeta Beta Zeta house each coach a different fraternity for the annual ZBZ games. But the real competition is between Rebecca and Casey. I would add Franny in there too. Yeah. But, all right. She's more of a, a, a silent agent. An instigator. Right. Um, and this episode was directed by Michael Lang and written by Patrick Sean Smith, Jessica O'Toole, and Amy Rorden. Okay, so it starts with the ZBZs walking down those infamous stairs that everybody always seems to be walking down on campus. And they're all in their matching ZBZ pink shirts, getting ready for what we'll find out is, is it like ZBZ Fest? Is that yeah, what they call it? Yeah, I think it? it's ZBZ Fest. A yeah. ZBZ Fest. So Casey, Franny, and Rebecca are all coaches. So they've all been given a frat, and the frats are competing against each other. And it's kind of like a philanthropy thing. They're raising money, and they're doing like a fun week-long field day situation, essentially. We had something very similar. Yeah, we had something very similar for one of the fraternities. Yeah. And like you spent the week, and it was very serious. Well, it was very serious <laughs> because our sorority won every year. We had, like by the time we joined, it, we had a decade long run, so it was like the pressure was really on. And it wasn't playful. Were you no. always partnered with the same frat? The frat was the one that, like, it was like the frat in that instance was ZBZ. So it was their philanthropy week, but it was like all the sororities competing against each other. Got it. Okay. It, like Aaron said, it, it was not playful. We had a lot of streaks. For competitions on campus, which made it so not fun. Yeah. Yeah, the, the lightheartedness was definitely... And the philanthropy was sucked out of that. Totally. Um, yeah, I wasn't even... I was hardly aware we were raising money. <laughs> I'm sure most people were. Yeah. <laughs> we're not thinking about that. So the girls are talking and they're saying the losers are going to have to clean the frat bathrooms. Um, so those are the stakes, like the playful stakes of the competition. And then Casey and Franny have this little sidebar, and Casey says, I forgot how good it is when you're bad. She says this to Franny, and now I kind of want Casey and Franny to kiss. <gasps> it was sexy. <laughs> it was, like, tense. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're coming around. Their friendship is slowly rebuilding. So Casey is coaching the Lambda Sigs. Franny is coaching the Omega Kai's. Mm-hmm. And Rebecca is coaching the KT's, which is really just a laugh. <laughs> it is. It's good. Uh, the juxtaposition between the three meetings. Yeah. Really. Could not have been more different. No. It's not really an even playing field. The competition is based on talent, endurance, and athleticism. So again, KT, sure, sure, sure. We saw them. They really couldn't even hold their own in floor hockey, so. Yeah, that took all of their athleticism, talent, and endurance. (laughs) So uh, while Casey is coaching the Lambda Sigs, she's eyeing a new cutie Mm. uh, in the front, even though she's wearing jeans that are cropped just below the knee. Ooh, yeah. And there's, like, (laughs) a shot that really shows that, like, from the back. (laughs) Yeah, it really highlights her calves. Casey loves a pedal pusher. And he makes a comment saying he's more of a thong man at one point. Oh, but yeah. They're talking about the Mr. Perfect competition, <laughs> yeah. and she gets 
flustered, which I would too. Even if I wasn't attracted to a person, I'd be like, this is, that's a disarming thing to say. He's cute. He looks like, the guy looks like an extra, or not even an extra, he looks like a decom star. No, he looks like a werewolf from, from Twilight. Twilight. Uh, yeah. And the, the okay, way they yes. flat iron his hair. I can't talk about It's straighter than Casey's. It's, yeah. And it's really, it's, it, it's giving... Joe Jonas. Yes. Yeah. Camp Rock Joe Jonas. Camp Rock Fried. Mr. Perfectly Fine era <laughs> Joe Jonas. Like, that guy needs Olaplex Fried, after yeah. what they've done to his I hair. I know. And he's the thing is, he's really attractive. It's yeah. just the hair really throws it off. There are some parts where it's not as bad, like during yeah. the competition scenes, but oof. But when you a, get those close-ups. There's, yeah. He, something's he's got the bangs. The ba-bangs. Mm-hmm. The ba-bangs. <laughs> oof. He's a thong guy. <laughs> More of a thong guy himself. Oh my god. Rebecca's trying to whip the KTs into shape, and it is just a losing battle. No one's listening. And then Cappy steps in and says, like, show her respect. And Rusty rolls his eyes, mm. and Rebecca calls him out, which she should. And Rusty says, I, I don't have time to compete in the fist because I'm a Palmer science major. <laughs> And everyone calls him out on his yes. Yeah. And Rebecca's like, okay, like, no, it's mandatory, she says. I love when Beaver goes, or I think it's Beaver or Ben Bennett. One of them is like, um, I thought you said you were so ahead on your work because you like were reading like Isaac Newton or something yeah. or whatever. Stephen Hawking. Stephen Hawking for fun. And he and he, he said, I remember that because I thought, ew, Rusty's so annoying. Yeah, he's like, you, I thought you were such a tool. <laughs> oh my God. I so at love least that. they all think that too. It's I not know. just us. Well, I like that Rebecca's showing open disdain towards him because right. once somebody does, they really open the floodgates, but I feel the the men of KT just kind of let it go a lot of the mm-hmm, times. Mm-hmm. Obviously, besides Evan, but that's really more about the people surrounding both of their orbs and not about the two of them and their interpersonal right. relationships. So Rusty is going to be competing. No choice. He's involved. Yeah, and we immediately just get between him and Rebecca, like they're vying for Cappy's attention. Like there's a power struggle over who's going to get Cappy's full love. Zaddy Cappy. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, yeah, you're right. There is sort of like almost mm-hmm. a love triangle, a mm-hmm. power love triangle. Oh, yeah. For sure. Competing siblings, really. <laughs> <laughs> On the field, the Lambda Sigs and Omega Kai's are clearly much more athletic they're organized they're in it they're like excited about it they're there to win and rebecca is so frustrated and she's also wondering where everyone is (laughs) there's like eight kts and so she asks for an assistant she's saying i need somebody to rally everybody i can't be doing this all on my own and cappy volunteers rusty um, and then Rebecca says, well, he can't because um, he's a polymer science major and it's really time consuming. And then she says she doesn't want him to be her assistant because he's a perv who keeps walking in on her during intimate moments, which is true. Yeah. And then judging her. She yeah, said, and then judging her. It was her. so funny. I'm really glad they acknowledged that. I know. I loved it. And then... <laughs> Yeah, Cappy just really wants them to be friends. Yeah, he forces them upon each other. Then Franny and Evan have this moment where they talk about the kiss, and then they say it was a mistake and it won't ever happen again, or they won't ever speak about it again either. And she says she'd like for them to be friends, and the the kiss shouldn't jeopardize that. But you know what might jeopardize that? Um, Just like pulling a bunch of strings behind the scenes and ruining somebody's life. Right. That could jeopardize yeah, it. That could Franny. potentially jeopardize it. That more so than a drunken kiss. Evan's looking on this whole time and he's just like looking at Casey as Franny's just talking, 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 and he he's like looking on as Casey's flirting with hot Lambda Sig Shane. New cutie. New cutie. Yeah, she he's the jealousy. He couldn't care less what Franny is saying. Yeah, which is like a common theme for a lot of people now with no. Franny. <laughs> Oh my gosh, and Ashley is so cute in her cheerleader outfit and heart earrings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she does look really cute here. Oh, I love her so much. And she is stoked to hear that Casey has a new crush. And she's like, stop overthinking it because Casey's like, new crush means new relationship, which means new heartache, which means new breakups, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, pump the brakes. But yeah. also, I get that. <laughs> she, Casey's in avoidant mode, which, hey, same. We've all been there. Yeah, I get that. It's scary. Like, she just went through a lot. 
of stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. She's not going to major in Cappy or Evan anymore. I love that. was hilarious. <laughs> oh, my God. But we love to see her giddy. Mm-hmm. Now, a little bit later on, Ash and Calvin are walking, and he's saying that he wishes that she was their coach, which she would be so good at. But she's saying that she likes just being, like, the cheerleader. Yeah. Which I get. She does a lot. She says Franny, like, jumped on the opportunity to be the Omega Kaya coach. Oh, my God. Franny. And then we approach a a coffee cart, and we see Schmidt, (laughs) Max Greenfield. Greenfield. I only knew him from New Girl. Like, I really just was like, oh, it's Schmidt, but I could not think of his actual name. Yeah. He's in a a good amount of stuff. He was in Veronica Mars. He was in... um, Hello, my name is Doris. Oh, yeah, that really... <laughs> he was in that one time that I saw him on UCLA's campus. <gasps> Maybe he was... Uh, TJ Mack. <laughs> He's not in Max. Max Greenfield is not in that <laughs> TJ Maxx Greenfield. He is someone I feel like we would see like hanging around like Marina Del Rey or something. Oh, right? totally. We were at a um, a fundraiser. That's why okay. he was there. Is he gay in real life? No. That makes me kind of sad. I feel like I kind of wanted him to be gay. Sad. He, I think he's played like a gay character in like a couple of like shows that he's been in. Yeah, queer baiting. And I mean, Schmidt, I would argue, is a character that frequently queer baits. Yeah. <laughs> Ashley says, oh, this is my French TA. And she goes, I think he's gay too, so you should date him. Calvin says, oh, because we're only the only two gay guys you know. Which is like, yeah, fair enough. Why are you saying that? Also, think he's gay. Let's confirm. Yeah, right. <laughs> I well, was really, I was really thinking that he was gonna end up being straight, but they go over Calvin and what is his actual name? Michael. Michael are bonding over getting sick from escargot in Paris, and then Ashley says they should get coffee and talk about it. And Michael goes, um, we are both gay, so how about it? Which, it was an insane delivery of that one. Yeah, I'm going to make a TikTok about that scene (laughs) because it's just too good. I guess, like, he knew what Ashley was trying to do. But then Ashley's response is also great. She goes, I knew you were gay. Yeah. I was cringing during this scene. Also because, like, none of them are actually gay. Yeah. (laughs) Right. And it was actually, like, I was watching Calvin and Mike, and I was like, this is the straightest. Calvin's ever seemed. I, yeah. I mean, they, he, they keep making him straighter. They it's really, really it's, him it's a, I hate their vibe together, I know. which I'm sure we'll get into, but ugh. Then at the KT house, Rusty is on the phone scheduling Rebecca's wax. So she has time to coach. Um, and then Rusty, he's just so fed up, and he says to the guys, he's going to tell Cappy she's being annoying, and everybody freaks. And they say he can't do that because of guy code. And that's that you have to accept your. Rose, girlfriend, even if you can't stand her. So he's just kind of like in a huff. And he says, and you just have to hope they break up soon. <laughs> also, I'm like, yeah. uh, I don't know a lot of guys abide by this code. I don't think any guys abide by this. Women definitely don't either. I feel like no. if I hate them, you're going to know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're going to know too. <laughs> I feel like I've been around many a guy guy's friends who are just blatantly mean. Yeah. Yeah. And it, like this does start like a storyline that is kind of sweet like the kt guys like they love cappy so much they are really so like scared to like offend him but it is necessary a little bit Mm -hmm. yeah casey sees evan working at a table outside and he waves her over and it's definitely like tense and awkward um but he's trying to be friendly um and he says it would be really nice if she was their coach it would be good to have her hanging around he says that he thought about it, and he doesn't see why they shouldn't be friends. It makes sense, according to him. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that never makes sense. Mm-hmm. But then new cutie Shane Lambda Sig approaches um, and starts flirting with Casey in front of Evan, and he's clearly not okay with this new vibe because mm-hmm. you can't be friends with your ex. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, what do you guys think? Do you think you can be friends with an ex? No. no. I think maybe if you're... Um, Divorced with kids and you're both in a happier marriage. Right. But yeah. you have to have moved on. And then you yeah. have to be like, you have to have a reason to be tied to one another. Right. Like if you have the kid. Yeah. Yeah. That's really the only, I don't think any, I don't think any college kid. Oh, definitely And like, not. why do you want to? I know. What are you getting out of that relationship anymore? It's not like Evan was ever a really good friend. It's just pain. Because then you have to watch her flirt with new cutie 
Shame, shame from Lambda Sig. Yeah. Yeah, I and, like to completely shut out exes, right. like, permanently. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. You're dead to me. <laughs> we kissed once. Dead. <laughs> Sorry. Oh <my> <laughs> Can't you believe. You give me a hickey. But <laughs> <laughs> you give me a hickey. Dead for dead. other reasons. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's not it's not a great idea as as we come to see. So then Rebecca is on they're at the football field, um, and now the competition has begun. And Rusty comes up to Rebecca and he's holding a latte and she's like, This isn't what I asked for. I wanted it iced and he's like, No, you didn't. She said, Well, it's hot out, you should have known. Which mm-hmm. love that it's so hot out when they're still in Ohio and it's supposed to be what at this point, April. Yeah. March, March I think. <laughs> And he says he has a photographic memory, so he knows that she didn't ask for that. But then you see him kind of remember. Also, that's... What did he take a photograph of her speaking? He's he's so annoying. Also, how did that photographic memory come in handy when you cheated on your test? Yeah. He... uh, He's deeply annoying. He had his little redemption last episode, and now I'm right back to hating him. This is what we call a backslide. <laughs> yeah, they're almost playing up his annoyingness more and more. Like, I almost feel like even the actor is kind of making fun of Rusty a little bit in this episode. God, I hope he's in on it. <laughs> we need to talk to him soon. Yeah, Jacob, tell us. <laughs> tell us. Did you Don't be shy, me, Rusty? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so then, but he like kind of realizes that he can't fight with Rebecca because of the guy code, so he backs off. Um, then we see... The log competition. Yeah, log Essentially, these men are climbing <laughs> giant logs, which I have so many questions. What an expensive competition to host uh-huh. for ZBZ. You have to get these giant wood logs that uh-huh. these men are scaling, racing each other across them. Feels like maybe we just do a relay race. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Save some yeah, coin. It's, yeah. a, wh- a wheelbarrow. Sure. Style yeah, a wheelbarrow. Race. So they're all like <laughs> rushing across these logs. Rebecca runs over to Beaver and says, Beaver, if you win, I will make out with you for one minute. And Beaver (laughs) releases the law. He immediately gets overwhelmed. He can't, his brain is like, there's too much going on in there and he just falls off the log. Um, And Shane wins. And it's a very happy moment for them. And Evan is depressed. So then we're back at KT. And Rusty is delivering a speech on Rebecca's behalf. I was I was actually laughing out loud at this scene. Me too. Rusty, yeah, goes, was... <laughs> Rusty goes, Rebecca told me to tell you. She can't even look at you guys right now. <laughs> and um, and then she said things about Beaver that I'm not going to repeat. <laughs> and he she he says that they need to think about their shame. Yeah. Which <laughs> it was so funny because it really was a Rebecca line. But yeah. it was cutting out of rest. You could like enough. hear her say it. <laughs> yeah, it was so good. Um, and so then Cappy's kind of taking a poll of the guys. He's like, guys, like, do you think Rebecca's going a little too far? Or, you know, like what what do you think? And the guys they kind of go in the opposite direction. Instead of just being silent and allowing Cappy to come to conclusions on his own, they're like, no, it's it's hot that she's so into this. Yeah, he says even I think it's hot. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot he said that. <laughs> and they're like they're like, no no, this is totally fine. Like it's don't worry about it. Like we it's we're, we like it. We're having a good time. Yeah, they're like Really, they're gaslighting Cappy. They're not the right guy code. <laughs> no, they're gaslighting Cappy into thinking he's having fun. He like the, the conversation ends. He's like, "All right, all yes, right. this is appropriate." <laughs> <laughs> so then they all agree to go to Dublin, and then Calvin is on his date with Michael, and just like they have very different energies. But then Michael brings up America's Next Top Model. And Calvin says he hasn't watched since he started pledging. Calvin just does a really good Tyra impression at that moment. And um, Mike, Michael's into it. I call him Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Mike's into it, for sure. It's also funny. I feel like ANTM was like maybe... Because this was pre-drag race. I guess maybe this was right. a thing that... Because I guess... I don't know. ANTM was really big at that time. I didn't realize it was like a really big gay show, though. But I guess I loved there it. Was a, there was a... <laughs> It had a chokehold on the culture, for sure. Yeah. I would just sit there. They would run those marathons. My sister and I would just sit in front of the TV all weekend and just... But what it must have done to my developing brain... Oh, 
No, no, no. <laughs> just terrible, terrible. I would things. love a poll of how many eating disorders that show specifically spurned. Um, right. The women they called plus size. Oh Talk about God. fat phobia. Yeah. On a, on television in the 2000s. I mean, it was bomb. That was part of his impression That's too. Right. He's saying, um, "You take beautiful pictures, but you're plus size." Yeah, <laughs> the impression was good. I, you it could was. tell he did some research. Yeah, he he watched it for sure. Um, they can only acknowledge another show's fat phobia. They can't be Not introspective their own. about it. Right. So then a Pledge Brother, uh, an Omega Chi Pledge Brother comes up, and Calvin, like, completely switches into frat mode. Like, he is talking to this guy about the game, doesn't introduce Michael at all. Mm-mm. He sits back down, and Michael's kind of like, uh, and he's like, oh, I should have introduced you. And the scene kind of, like, ends there. Like, it's a very uncomfortable moment. Um, so then in Kathy's room, he and Rebecca are, like, kind of making out, and then she stops it and she's like, no, you can't have sex. You need to keep up your stamina for this race. <laughs> oh, my God. And that just does not sit well with Kathy. Um, he says that she's, like, taking it too far. And she's like, no one's complaining. You're the only one saying anything. Yeah. In which that's, it's true. And then um, she says that they need to role play donor calls. And he gets all excited. He's like, okay, I'll get the costumes. And she's like, no, you're <laughs> making, like, philanthropy phone calls. German tourist <laughs> was one of the options. I know, and I think it was the coat she wore in the library scene. Yeah. With their library hookup. Yeah. Cappy loves a costume. Mm. As we <laughs> see in the next episode as well. Okay, back to... Okay, so back to the Omega Chi house. A guy shows up with flowers. I hated when Calvin did this. Calvin, like, roasts whoever, like, is getting the flowers. He's like... The sorority house is down the street, bro. Yeah. And then, I actually think he was being sincere about thinking that oh, it was I didn't being so. delivered to the wrong place. Oh, I didn't think so. Because of what he says oh. later, too. Because he says, like, if that was any other guy, they would have made fun of him. Oh. Yeah. But also, it's but a really wild move to, like, send someone flowers after a first to, date. To their house. I mean, I guess. Like a coffee date, too. Not even, like, Michael's nothing just happened. too much for me. I, I don't like know. A, an arrangement, too. Yeah, yeah. Nice arrangement. That that was like a, a sixty five dollar arrangement. Exactly. It was like a Mother's Day arrangement. <laughs> yeah, it was also <laughs> ugly. Um, so actually, the flower delivery guy goes, "It's for Calvin," and all the guys are just kind of like, "Oh, that's nice." Like it's clearly. Awkward. They're trying to be cool about it, but he literally looks like he's gonna cry at one point. Yeah, yeah, he looks pretty embarrassed. It's giving like your mom walking into school to give you your lunch that you forgot. Speaking of lunches, Casey is packing lunches for the guys, the Lambda Sig guys, in her bedroom. <laughs> and and she only has like four lunchboxes. I know. Um, <laughs> and on her bed. She's Selective packing queen. them on her bed. Ew, just imagine like turkey like turkey meat like slipping in like, the covers. <gasps> oh my god. Thomas. Okay, that's foul. <laughs> that was intrusive. <laughs> An intrusive thought. Um, <laughs> and then she's saying like Casey's saying, like, oh, like, we should really do a mixer with the Lambda Sigs. And now she's like, you want a one-on-one mixer with Shane. And Casey is talking about how she, seeing Evan the other day, made her realize that she really is ready for, like, a fun new thing. And that that's when she says, I'm no longer majoring Kathy or Evan. And she says, um, she and Evan may be able to be friends. And Ashley just rolls her eyes, which I love. Because love. that's the only reaction that you can have. So then we cut to this scene on the football field where Evan is making calls from what I can only describe as a small box prison. Yeah. Why were they in those little, like... Prisons? Like the little cages, almost. Yeah. The, you couldn't get out of them until you raised $200. $300. Yeah. Oh. 300 sorry. Yes, you're right. Got it. So they're making these calls, and he, he did it in 15 minutes. And... He's getting out of the box and he sees Shane going into one and he like freaks out. Like he has like, a little panic attack. And Franny like won't let him out of the box at first. <laughs> I know, it was really weird. She hesitates. She hesitates and then Franny's like trying to get him to <laughs> to talk about his feelings to her. And that's when he confesses that Casey wants them to be friends, but he doesn't think that he can. Even though he just agreed to it. Why did you agree, dude? And then also in that same vein, he says he doesn't want to talk to her about it and then proceeds to talk to her about it immediately. Yeah. He can't make up his mind. No. We're friends, we're not friends. I, I can't talk to you about it, but listen up. 
Um, so then he's like, maybe I just have to accept the fact that we weren't meant to be. And Franny's like, <laughs> Franny says, quote, fate is for poor people. Yeah. Like, and that's she- why we have a state lottery. Oh, my God. <laughs> I didn't even. That's what I, she said. That's what she bra- said. My brain blacked out after even that first half of the sentence. Fate is and, for poor people. And Evan laughs. Because he knows she's right. Because he agrees. Also, like, what? I'm so confused by Franny's, like, socioeconomic status because she, I don't know if she's trying to act rich because remember how she was, like, rats chewed through my wires, like, a week ago? What, the episode where she was wearing flannel? And only doing laundry. (laughs) Yeah, I have a feeling she's, like, from, like, a relatively, like, middle class, upper middle class background, but it's just, like, trying to kind of... Like I wish more than anything we would get that origin story, unfortunately. Ugh. We're deprived of it. But she says, ultimately, he's more in control than he thinks. So then Rusty... Yeah. She says, make your own destiny. Yeah. Great advice, Rusty thinks. <laughs> She's off her rocker. They're rich. <laughs> That's why we have a state um, lottery. So, this is so horrible. <laughs> so Rusty is inside his little prison making phone calls and he's so bad at it no panache no charisma whatsoever no one wants to talk to this guy he just keeps getting hung up on uh and rebecca says yeah i'd hang up on you too loosen up on your delivery yeah she's railing him railing on him then she takes his script and she tears it apart and she's (laughs) i was crying laughing at this oh my god i loved this (laughs) i don't even know i can get through it is this where he calls the girl? <laughs> yes! <laughs> She's like, you've only raised $2 in an hour. Like, you need to, you know, be better. So he gets this, he just, he calls this number and he goes, oh, hey, little girl. <laughs> Is your mommy home? No. I need you to do something for me. Oh, my God. It's so <laughs> It creepy. is so terrifying. The way he, like, changes the inflection of his voice. It's really airy. It's so, and, and Rebecca is watching horrifying. She's saying, hang up, hang up, <laughs> hang up. <laughs> she was the best part of it. I mean, she knows it's going off the rails. He keeps going. Oh, my God. Um, and Rebecca, she accuses Casey of enlisting Rusty to be terrible at this so that she has to clean the bathroom. As if Casey would need to do anything to make the sure the KTs don't win right yeah. yeah they were so close before the second best house second best house. um so she ends up writing a check for $298 and he says I want to stay in here <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't want to get out and she's like um and so she's yelling at him and he says I don't want to take advice from someone who couldn't who can't get a boyfriend without stealing one from my sister mm-hmm. ouch and that was brutal and she calls him Mr. Jen K. She goes, okay, Mr. Jen K. <laughs> Their dynamic is hilarious. Like, yeah. I actually would love to see more scenes of them. Yeah. They're, they were cracking me up. And so he's storming. But he away. also mentions, he says, you're being too harsh. Like, he touches on the coaching as well. Yeah. yeah. Point, which was a huge no no. He breaks guy right, code. Right, right. Yeah, he's breaking And guy so code. he storms away and he sees Cappy, and Cappy's like, Spitter, what's wrong? And he goes, he just keeps walking. Huff. Yeah. Classic oh Cartwright storm off. And and then Cappy says, Beaver, like, why is Rusty so upset? And Beaver says, the guy who invented gravity just died. <laughs> Such a loaded And Cappy knows. And Cappy goes, uh, Sir Isaac Newton died hundreds of years ago. And he goes, I guess he's not that smart. <laughs> Um, so Calvin goes to Michael's TA office and immediately starts accusing him of delivering the flowers to embarrass him. But Michael's like, what? What are you talking about? Like, I wasn't trying to embarrass you. I send flowers to all the guys that I like. So he's maybe just a sociopath. Um, (laughs) I don't buy that. I don't buy that. He He saw the dynamic between Calvin and his, like, pledge brother and he wanted to, like, eat away at it yeah, a little bit. Yeah, or, like, or just, like, push the limits. Yeah, and also, like, I know, I mean, nothing, this isn't to be, like, pejorative of TAs, but, like, TAs <laughs> aren't a tight salary, you know? Like, they're in training to become teachers. Like, flowers are expensive. Also, though, this is a world where it's 
70 degrees in Ohio in March. So right. maybe yeah. the TAs are actually rolling in dough. Oh, that's true. Lest we forget. Michael did go to Paris. In an alternate universe. Oui, oui. Yeah. Yeah. Oui. Very, that's very true. I didn't think about no. that. RSVP. <laughs> also, though, it seems like everybody at CRU is rich. Mm-hmm. Like, it's giving a real redacted university <laughs> vibe where we went. Yeah. Yeah, it's similar for sure. Not that I'm saying we're rich, but there are a lot of rich kids. A lot, a lot, of, of, a lot of Lambos on. A lot of Evan Chambers International. Yeah, a lot of Chambers International vibes. Yeah, I feel like at my school it, w- it was similar. Like, it it was pretty easy to spot the, the rich kid. Right. Because they were everywhere. Like a private (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, so Michael kind of, he invites him to the Gay and Lesbian Film Festival, kind of like, I think, trying to almost like encourage Calvin to come outside of his shell a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, And it seems like Michael's a little bit more involved in the queer community Mm -hmm. at CRU. Definitely. Then we're back at KT and Cappy and Rusty are practicing this ventriloquist act which is like a the talent portion of Mr. Perfect. (laughs) Perfect. Uh, So it's not going well and Rebecca's just like completely losing it. It's awful and it's creepy. Yeah it's really weird. I hate like who likes real ventriloquism? I know. Have, if done well. Yeah. Aaron. <laughs> if done well, it's like, it, it is really fascinating. If done well, it's still weird. It's a grown man with a, his hand up a doll's butt. Yeah, I don't like when it's like, they're doing like a human ventriloquy act. I don't like any of it. Yeah. Well, there was that cute girl in America's Got Talent. I think it has to be a, a cute young girl doing it for it not to be creepy. Remember? No. I don't. Uh, okay. I never watched America's Got Talent, but I know she exists. I never watched America's Got Talent until there was been truly involved. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I remember this being a pageant thing though, because in in the two thousand film Beautiful with Minnie Driver, <laughs> there's um she's Miss Illinois, and I think like Miss Texas does ventriloquy as her talent. Yeah, it's a trope. It's like a kissing booth. You only see it in movies. When there's like a pageant, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's when uh I believe Rebecca just kind of storms off. Yeah, she says she needs to go take a walk and think up a new approach. Yes. And she's really mad at them. <laughs> yeah, she's livid because it's just, I mean, it's such a bad act. And that's when Rusty, he opens up to, or he starts to open up to Cappy, but he's kind of still holding back what he's actually feeling about Rebecca. And that's where Cappy kind of encourages him to sort of tell more of mm-hmm. the truth. Mm-hmm. And then Cappy's like, oh, guy code is like a complete joke. It's like... Nobody should be following that anymore. He says it's dangerous and antiquated. So yes. You, and he says, do you know all the lives that have been lost to the guy code? <laughs> Wait, spend a semester at sea. Or spend a semester, <laughs> sorry, spend a semester with a thin mustache because of the guy code. And Beaver almost became a Canadian citizen. I don't know where a semester at sea came from in my mind. <laughs> oh my god. You almost went but to semester But that at would sea. be sabotage if somebody went to a semester at sea because of guy code. Yeah. Oh my god. That would be wild. <laughs> they're they're Wait. halfway across the world. They're Wait, on with the high thin little mustache on the high sea. Oh my god. And that's when they sort of start to come up with another scheme um, to, to stop Rebecca's antics. Because uh, Cappy, I think, is also getting to the point where he's just completely fed up with it too mm-hmm. and then so then there it's like this nighttime scene on the football field uh shane is on a the zbz saw which is like a big seesaw i don't know this was a thing this was a thing on and that campus. thing oh really that competition me and aaron sorority did and or was participated in and it was a similar thing like the guys i don't know why then it was the guys and not the girls but the guys would have to be on the seesaw for like 24 hours what? Like, they, no one could leave. So, like, they would do shifts of, God, like, six oh. to eight hours or something crazy. What? Like, and the they actual... would always, like, all night there would be a guy out there. Yeah. Two. 
It's a Caesar. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, I did yeah, we not see realize. see the on the other end of the saw. Oh, my God. I'm Now I'm, like, thinking about those late-night combos that could have happened between the two seesaws in the dead of night. Yeah. Can you imagine Can you something That would be revealed? so uncomfortable, too. But it actually, that context makes this scene make a lot more sense as to why he's even on there. Yeah, they can't get off. And so Casey's basically just keeping him company out there and, like, uh, ignoring whoever's on the other side. Yeah, I didn't even realize someone was on the other side. But Aaron's right, they have to be a Yeah, in order to make seesaw. it work. That's how the seesaws. And then Shane asks about Casey and Evan and sort of kind of like to see where they're at, I believe. And she kind of, she explains that like they're, they're friends, like they're over. And that's when they're about to kiss and like because they're on a seesaw, it's really awkward. He kind of like hit like, headbutts her a little bit. No, he like his whole mouth goes up the entire length <laughs> of her face. Ew. It's so bad. Why would they even yeah. try? It was kind of cute, but it was it was awkward. I would have died. Yeah. yeah. And they Casey... handled it kind of well though. Like they they like, giggled it off. Oh totally. And she's like crushing really hard so it's like right. cute for her. And they're like rain check. Because also he's kiss. like and none of the other boys get snacks. Did you say yeah. that already? No, but it's, she also brought up oh. an iPod. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because isn't she feeding him as and he goes up chocolate. and down? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I isn't she ladling soup into his mouth while he's going up? She's waterfalling hot chocolate for mousse. Oh, my God. For some reason, I had a memory of her giving him, like, a cheese burrito. <laughs> but maybe it was just the case. We all see what we want to see. <laughs> so then we're at the pageant, and it's at Dobbler's. It's, like, on the little stage. And the winner is going to be announced that night. Also, they're like, these are the top six. How the hell is KT in the top anything? Um, KT and also Pi, Psi, Pi, 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 Pi. I know. Like, How many are there? Seven? Yeah, their contestant <laughs> also doesn't seem like he knows, like he would have never made the finals. No, that guy's scaling a log? Thanks. No. Yeah. Not <laughs> Please. Yeah, he's really the guy. They like he like starts talking the sci-fi fi, and then it cuts to a scene with Calvin and Ashley in like the dressing room area. And Ash once again looks really cute. I really like her outfit here. It's very it's giving very costume designer energy. Mm-hmm. And Is this when she was rocking another beret or no? No. no. I think that's the next episode, oh, whoops. which we will get to. <laughs> and then keep listening. So, yeah, you have to listen to the next episode. Tune in next week for that tidbit. <laughs> but basically Calvin, you know, Ashley kind of asks Calvin like what happened with Mike and Calvin explains Mike. Calvin explains <laughs> that, you know, he invited him to this like LGBTQ festival, but he's like, you know, She's like, why didn't you go? And he's like, well, have you ever seen a gay film? And she's like, does the Devil Wears product count? <laughs> and he's like, no, it's going to be, like, about, like, repression. Which I will say, like, we've come so far, like, that movies don't have to be like that anymore. Like, they're not the most depressing film you'll ever see if there's yeah. an LGBTQ character. Like, I feel like not far enough, Not though. far enough, no. <laughs> yeah. But better. Better. For sure. For totally, sure. totally. And that's when he, yeah, Calvin is kind of once again, this is definitely like a, you know, part of Calvin's arc is that he doesn't want his whole personality to be being gay. And he thinks that like Michael was too gay for him, mm. which is also problematic. And like, yeah. Calvin's deep into the patriarchy. Like he, yeah. this guy is being ruled by it. He has like, a lot of like internalized homophobia. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, sure, everybody has their own journey, but... You can be a part of the community without being, like... The most... Yeah. Yeah. Like, on one side of it. He hasn't found that yet. He's... Calvin's, you know... He's searching. Yeah. Maybe, I mean, maybe... Relationship with Mike... <laughs> could blossom. It could It could help him. Yeah. And that's when Ashley's like, you know what? I don't want to even stay here. I'll, I'll go with you to the to the festival because she's such a good friend so back at the pageant like the guys are doing this like little swimsuit section where they have to go out and kind of like do a little sexy dance some (laughs) of them are doing it like better than others cappy's really good at it he is wearing a cowboy hat and he's like seems really confident on stage evan has the the hollister boy energy he just kind of oh my god it is it's he i mean he looks a little uncomfortable but he's like okay i know i'm cute yeah yeah like 
He's got the Bermuda shorts. He's blushing. He's giving all American. He's giving um, Ryan from the OC. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Who I love. He, so this scene was really working for me. <laughs> yeah, like Evan and Cappy approached it very differently, but they both were working it in ways that the other guys were not. Except for Shane walks out, and like Shane's super confident. That guy's He's a thong this, guy. And this scene <laughs> is so straight. <laughs> and that's when Evan also, like, he catches Shane, I think, maybe talking to Casey, or Casey's, like, wishing him luck or something, mm-hmm. and you start to see more of his jealousy start to rise. Mm-hmm. Um, Franny comes up to him and starts kind of, you know, being flirty with him, which then starts to make Casey jealous, so they're, like, both kind of making each other jealous mm-hmm. unconsciously, or maybe a little mm-hmm. consciously. I think for Evan, it's definitely <laughs> Yeah, that's true. And then... I've never subconsciously been jealous. It really floods my body. If I'm yeah. feeling jealousy, it's, uh, it's at right. the forefront. It's, it's a very active um, feeling. Yeah, it's an active emotion. And so then we're on to the talent show, and Evan does, like, a magic show. Yeah. yeah I'm kind of living for Evan as a magician. Yeah, it's honestly kind of you hot. Magicians, ventriloquism. Okay. You know I love a good magic show. I know. Yeah, and then Fran- or Evan gets even more flip- flirty with Franny, puts the top hat on her. Ugh. And then Rebecca's yelling at Beaver. Oh, yeah. And Beaver forgot to bring the snake, which I guess was like <laughs> the backup plan for the ventriloquy-, ventriloquy act, because that was not going to work. But Cappy and Rusty decide to do it anyway. He and- says, I have something up my sleeve. Oh, that's right. And the thing he has up his sleeve is a monologue from Troilus and Cressida. Yeah, it's just reciting Shakespeare. Ew, okay, we have to talk about their outfits. And Rusty's makeup. Yeah. <laughs> it's so it's haunting. Horrifying. Haunting. It's the worst look of the season. Why didn't they just sing? Like, we know that Happy <laughs> loves karaoke. Why didn't they just right. please do anything else? First of all, Rusty looks like a corpse. He mm. does. He's in the book. A a (laughs) 14-year-old haunted, a a ghost, a a Victorian ghost who died at 14 while putting on um, ventriloquist makeup. It's giving Winchester Mystery House. It is giving Winchester Mystery Um, House. They are wearing matching blue suits with, like, ruffles, and then people are booing. Like, they hate this. It's so bad. Yeah, and it's so boring. Like, I was even, as I was watching it, I was like, this is just not fun. Like, I'm sorry, but it's Shakespeare, unless it's done really well, is, like, not entertaining. <laughs> and it's also really boring to read Shakespeare. Sorry, yeah. y'all. Sorry. Sorry, Will. <laughs> sorry, Will, and sorry to any Shakespeare fans out there. Unless you're doing it really well, I'm not going to enjoy it. Hot take. <laughs> unless you're doing some sort of, like, she's the man reimagination of yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, Sydney White. Oh, wait, yeah. maybe Sydney White is more of just Snow, Snow White. White. That's giving, that's but that's Shakespeare. <laughs> Snow White, written by William Shakespeare. No, I actually love Shakespeare. I just, my theater major passed, like, really, you know, I lost me. the lottery again today for Shakespeare in the Park. Oh I've God. lost every day this summer. I would actually love to see Shakespeare in the Park, because I bet that's actually... Have you gone? No, I've never gone. Okay, well, you'll if I win the lottery, I'm going to take you. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll start entering the lottery, too. Perfect. Cool. Amazing. Anyway. I'll just sit here. You don't like shows. Or Shakespeare. Right. Okay, remember, fine. You said you didn't remember <laughs> the part where um, Alphabet defies gravity is <laughs> wicked. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't <laughs> Rebecca confronts Cappy. Like she, yes. Once it's over, she knows that he did it. Yeah. On purpose. Mm-hmm. He's self-sabotaged. Mm-hmm. And so then Cappy is, like, being really honest with her about the way she was acting. And he's he like, you're... saving our relationship. Yeah, he's like, you're Rebecca Logan. You don't have to, like, do this for some bet. I actually liked the way he talked to her. Mm-hmm. Like, I felt yeah. like while he should have, instead of sabotaging it, maybe just had the conversation, right. Rebecca doesn't really respond that way. Mm-hmm. And he, he was like... I mean, he could have been a little bit nicer. But I feel like he was building her up while also being like, let's take a step back and look at how insane that you're, you're behaving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then she's like, as he starts kind of building her up, she gets really like excited and then they make out. Yeah. She just, something like you see her brain kind of go like, oh, you're yeah. right. Yeah. I really liked it too. Cause I was like, you know, he's right. Like, why is Rebecca like fighting so hard for this bet like she's smarter than that she can find a way out of the bet even if she loses and she does yeah totally she, see, she really sees the light 
And so then we're at, speaking of theater, we're at like the campus movie theater and um, Ashley and Calvin show up to the film festival. And that's, oh, I guess this is when Calvin basically says he wishes that like Michael was just a little bit less gay. Once again. Such a deeply unchill thing to say. And Ashley says, why? And then yeah. he's like, oh, I guess I'm the only problem here. Thank you. Yeah. So he Ashley, realizes. Yeah, Ashley once again being the voice of reason. Like, I love the line, Calvin goes, I should go watch some Ernest vignettes with a guy with amazing eyes. Oh, <laughs> that was cute. That is cute. Ernest he does vignettes. Have, yeah, he me. does have amazing eyes. Um, <laughs> and amazing hair. And a really nice face. Mm-hmm. He's, he's a hot guy. A great personality. He's, he's objectively really hot. He's bilingual. Yes. <laughs> so if you try. He's a French TA. Oh, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we're back at Mr. Perfect. Casey's crowning the winner. Obviously, it's Shane. He's like been showing, you know, superiority in all of the events <laughs> the whole episode. Cappy's not even on stage. <laughs> He's making out with Rebecca in the audience. Hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> this is where his hair does get even straighter than Casey's. Think about how serious he must be. I know, right? I wonder if she straightened it for him. Right. She's like, this is a very serious On the seesaw. <laughs> yeah. Burning him in Oh, the my God. I wonder how that actor's hair is doing. I wonder if he had to, like, cut it off after. <laughs> he had to shave it eventually. I'm yeah. sure. He, sh- he, I... And he should. Know that he would look better with short hair. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I can guarantee that. So, Evan catches Shane backstage, and he congratulates him, and then, like, it's almost like you can hear Franny kind of whispering in his ear a little bit, and... He decides to be like... No, so Shane says, yeah, too bad there's not prize money. That's what it is. Yeah, he's like, I wish... But like being kind of joking. Yeah, he's like, I didn't actually win anything. And then Evan's like... A literal light bulb goes off. Yeah, he's like, well, what if there was prize money? Like, how about I offer you $500 to like stay away from Casey? And Shane thinks it's a joke because you have to be a joke to say that. Right. Yeah. And only 500 Well... I guess in 2008. And then he gets The economy mad. was crashing. Yeah, the economy was crashing. He's, he's offended. A college yeah, student. he's offended. Yeah, he's mad. He's like, how about you like stay away from me? And then Evan ups his uh, offer to $1,000. Still not enough. I would have taken it. I mean, I'm going to be honest, the girl you don't know, your broke college student, 1000 bucks would have been like... Yeah, a like him and Casey. They're not dating yeah, yet. They've had one awkward seesaw attempt at a kiss. Yeah. He's not losing anything here. Yeah, it's, I and know. I know Shane, and Shane might not also be as deep as Casey wants him to be, you know, like, it might have just yeah. been a, a himbo it sitch. Was, it yeah. was definitely a himbo sitch, and, like, yeah, she's excited for this new guy, but realistically, like, I get why he took it. Yeah. It wasn't, it's it wasn't. It was so mean. It, yeah, it wasn't nice, and the way he handles it is horrible. Well, I I guess that's also kind of her answer. She learned about mm-hmm. him, mm-hmm. so I guess it's good that it happened. Yeah. Me justifying being Team yeah, Evan he temporarily. Walks, he walks out and he's like, and Casey's sitting there and then he says, I like, I can't come, sorry, whatever. And then she goes, okay, like another rain check. And he goes, I don't think so. Yeah. And he kind of laughs. Really mean. Yeah. And then. And she's like, oh. Yeah. It's really sad. It's and so mean. Especially because as the audience, we know why he did that. And then at, um, so at Capitao, Guy Code is officially overturned, and that's when, oh, I really don't like this line either. Yeah, it was horrible. I don't even know if I want to repeat it. Well, Cappy's just, like, saying all the things that, like, Guy Code has, like, done. Like, yeah. All the bad things that have come of it. Let's just say he's saying some very derogatory things about some of the girlfriends in yes. the house. Oh, I didn't um, even write that down. I don't even remember. And then Rebecca comes in, and everyone kind of, like you know, booze a little bit to themselves. Like, they're kind of like, oh, what is she doing here? And then she kind of, like, scurries in and she apologizes. And then pizzas start being delivered. And she's kind of like, you know, this is my apology. I hope you can forgive me. She then also approaches Rusty and gives him a personalized apology because... And a personalized pizza. Yes, for her verbal abuse. (laughs) And he's not very gracious. No, no he's not. Have we ever known Rusty Cartwright to be gracious? He has no grace. <laughs> yeah, and then he says he doesn't like it because he doesn't Graceless. like green, green peppers, which is like, be grateful, you just got free pizza. He and an apology, even though you peppers. were a dick, too. He was, he was actually, I think, like, 
worse. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know? Rebecca is Rebecca, right? Like, that's her personality a little bit. Like, Rusty was going out of his way to be mean to her. Yeah. And then the final scene is Evan shows up to ZBZ. And he's, like, really proud. He tells Franny, he's like, I, I took control of the, my life in this situation. Is throwing money at something taking control over your life? In his world, you know. I'm sorry. Taking control of your life would have been walking up to Casey and saying, listen, I still have fr- feelings for you. Being friends is too hard for me. Either we try to get back together or we have no relationship at all. That is taking control. But that would be putting yourself out there. <laughs> yeah, that would be vulnerable. Yeah, Jacqueline. <laughs> no, but you're right. You're so Whoa. right. It's just, you know, he's kind of like, the the easier way for him is the money situation. And Franny's kind of done a similar thing. Like, so she's dressed up to clean the bathroom. So it looks like she's cleaned. But it's, what she reveals is that her and Rebecca actually hired um, a cleaning service to do it professionally. So Casey walks in and Evan asks Casey to go get coffee. And she goes, funny, I was... Just thinking, I wanted some coffee. And he goes, I know you well. And she goes, you do. He's weaseling his way back in, that little weasel. And I'm yeah. okay with it. You're and okay with it? He just pulled such a dirtbag move. Yeah, it ends kind of ominously. Yeah, I just wrote Aaron did was awful, but he's pretty cute. I'm Aaron like, loves <laughs> magicians, ventriloquism, and guys who buy people's affection. <laughs> I mean... Okay. No lies. <laughs> no lies were told. A point. This is where the podcast breaks up. I just think here's my thing about Evan. Mm. He's behaving he's poorly. <laughs> yes, he is hot. He's behaving poorly. Yes, he's also a college guy. Okay. I think he and Casey are good for each other. Okay. Because I think that they're both like-minded. They're driven. And I do think they care about each other. And I think, though, ultimately I'm sure I'll go back to being Team Cappy. I just think right now, I like them together. I think it was really mean what he did. Would you say he's your loser? And he is my loser, actually. Yes, yeah. he's my loser. Yeah, he but meant- also, I will say, I think because right now I'm not that mad about Rebecca and Cappy. Yeah, mm. they're really hitting their stride as a couple. Yeah, so I'm like, okay... Um, yeah, but losers yeah, for sure, loser. Evan. Yeah. Um, maybe Rusty again. I can't keep we just can't keep, yeah. yeah. Maybe Shane as like a... Yeah, Shane sucked. Yeah, Shane really sucked, but Evan made him suck more. Right. Yeah, like they, there might have been something better there. Because he was making Casey happy for a little bit. Yeah. And I really do understand in the position of like a 20-year-old with no money being like, yeah, okay, I don't know this girl, I'll take the thousand bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my winner's Cappy. He stepped up to the plate. Yeah, I really liked Cappy in this took episode. Took control. He um, took stock of everyone's feelings. And honestly, even though she was poorly behaved, Rebecca gave me the lols this Yeah, episode. she was hilarious. She came in with the, the laughs, the giggles. Yeah. I, it oh, was yeah. fun. Her and Rusty's dynamic was truly hilarious. And she thought she was doing good. Yeah. Yeah, and she was trying to raise money for charity. And not clean a bathroom. <laughs> but she was she really was hilarious this episode, so in yeah. some ways I have to give it to her, even though her actions weren't the best. Yeah, she's a great comedic actress, and I'm mm-hmm. glad they are like showcasing that more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 100%. How to pee? Well, well uh, thanks, thanks for, for joining, joining us on this fun romp down memory That's it. Yay. Bye. Great review. Subscribe. We love you.